Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome, guys. Welcome to a mental health check-in with Leek. My name, oh, <laughs> check-in with Talik. My name is um, Leek. My nickname Leek. I'm here with Derek Frazier, a big brother, you know. Hi. Philly native. Philly native. Tell him, bro. Philly native, you know. Philly native, you know. Yes. Um, what else can I say? Uh, North Philly at that. Uh, what else? Uh, born and raised. I mean, is there anything else? I mean, Philly <laughs> cheesesteaks on deck. You know where to go. <laughs> What's your favorite place? I say Ishka Biggles. Oh my god! You know what? I do like Ishka Biggles, but I really do love um, what's it called? Gems. I love gems. I gems love gems. Gems is my favorite place to go. But guys, we're going to have a deep talk about mental health so when i bring people on the show um i always ask them this question right you know yes. nobody asks this question to nobody so my question for you starting off is how is your mental health um my mental health is good you know um it was a lot of work um yeah. i will say that um but you know it's something where um it doesn't happen overnight. You definitely have to work on it for a while. Um, but it's definitely good. It's much better than I would say when, when I got out the big brother house. Um, I always tell people to make sure you check up on yourself and make sure you're doing the right things um, to keep you going. And if you need the proper help, you know, go get the proper help and you know, if you need a therapist or, you know, I, some, I know some people for their mental health, they do all type of things, which are healthy habits, which can be cooking, reading, you know, going, doing exercise, you know, uh, listening to music, uh, playing video games, you know, collecting items, you know, there's so many different things that you can do talking to, uh, you know, groups and other people definitely do help. Um, that might struggle with the same thing that you're struggling with. Um, but yeah, I would say it's definitely much better um, than where I was a couple month, months ago. Thank you for that. Um, I always like to ask that question because this is my saying. I feel like you can ask somebody, how, how are they doing? You know, somebody can say, okay, but they can still be struggling mentally. So yeah. I, I definitely love to answer that question. You know, I could say, hey, Derek, how you doing? You know, I'm okay. But deep inside, you know, you yes. like messed up mentally and everything. So yeah, that's like you said, checking on people, you know, is a must. You know, checking with yourself is a must, you know? It's a must. That's why I always tell people, you know, always check up on um, you know, your 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 circle, especially. Um, you know, it's definitely something where um you if you don't check up on the people. Um, you never know what's going on with somebody. So always check up and say, hey, how are you doing mentally? And um, I think it should be a part of the new norm. I think some people are scared to um, ask those questions, but it should be normal to ask that. Um, some people don't know how to 
just come out and say it. But yeah, like you never know what somebody is going through because someone could sit there and look happy and everything's okay and everything's all right. And then, you know, the next day something can happen. You never know. So you should always check up on the people around you because you never know. That's a, definitely a must. Yeah. Um, my next question to you is um, growing up, right? Yes. So, was it okay not to be okay? Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm, I had to think about that one. Growing up, was it okay not to be okay? I mean, I would say yes and no. Yeah. Um, I think it also comes down to the type of household you live in yeah i think it comes down to um your family how you were raised um you know you have some parents that are okay with are you you know are you okay you know they'll check up on you and make sure you're okay mentally or you might have some parents that are like there's no such thing as being depressed or you know uh not being okay you know it depends on your household i would say for myself um um i definitely my i mean i definitely went through some things growing up but i learned that am i if i'm not okay i need to be okay if that makes sense like there's no such thing as like I think I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling like my, I'm mentally not there, you know, especially in the, the black community. Yes. Um, that's just not a thing. There's no, we don't, we don't have time for that. Um, but what I've learned is, is that my parents were very, if you need, you know, need help. And I went to therapy growing up just because of who my father was also my mom being a single mom, um you know things that we went through um but you know it wasn't something where we did so many times it was like a one-time thing yeah and it was like only for like maybe six sessions and then that was it um but I definitely learned that how to deal with my emotions on my own and yeah. also learn how to deal with my emotions where I might've found like a friend who was going through stuff and we were able to talk about things and that helped a lot. Um, which, you know, I always say if people need help um, or are going through things, especially, in, you know, in kids, get, yeah. get, the, get, the, get the help that's needed. Give that outlet for people to talk um, and be able to see what's going on with them and get that proper help. Yeah. I like that, man. I like that. Yeah. Um, Next question for you. Um, okay. I always ask this question to a lot of reality TV stars. Okay. Um, how was your mental health before reality TV and after? Like, what's the, <laughs> like, what is the difference? Because I know, I feel like this, right? I, this, like, when I first started this mental health check-in, I just yeah. wanted to do just people. Now, I didn't even want to do reality stars. I was just, I was just cool. like, I would never get them to get on and stuff like that. But Paulie, and my friend Marlon, he was on the challenge. I did oh, okay. Cover. Yeah, I did. You probably know Marlon. Yeah. I, do, I have <laughs> never met Marlon, but we all know Marlon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How, how could we not know <laughs> that himself? 
Marlon. I mean, yeah, I did them two together. I did they had like, and I even know that like they had internet beef. I did them two together, and then oh, they opened, okay. opened from there. So like, I always wonder, like, I always sit and like watch TV, right? You know, yeah. we watch a TV show, right? Us fans, and mm-hmm. we sometimes we are judgmental, but we don't know what goes on behind scenes. You know, we don't know what's edited or not. Right. So, like. How was like how before reality TV? How was your mental health after? Like, um, I would say beforehand, um, mentally, I feel like I was fine. I, I, I don't, I think that I was in tune with how my life was. I had a routine, you know, there was a lot, um, going on. Um, I'm trying to think what else, um. Mm, I'm thinking everything was perfectly fine. You know, um, I think that because you're so adapted to little things when you're just regular and I don't want to put us on this pedestal. Like I'm different than you because you're not different than me. We're both human. We both have this bones. We both bleed the same way. We both have, you know, the same color skin. I'm not different from me, me and you. So it's you know i have to figure out a way of saying it as of um okay entertainment i i do i did entertainment so my life has changed uh just a little bit different than everybody else um because i never want to put other people like i'm better than them or i'm down you know i never like that um so I would say before you know doing big brother and doing tv i only had to deal with just my family, my close friends, myself, my routine, my job. So I was only dealing with those type of stressful things, which at times can be stressful. And you can mentally be like, I'm so sad today, or you might go in a little funk, or you never know. And you would check on each other, but it wasn't as concerning because you're like, I know that me and you before Big Brother, if you were having a bad day or you might be in yeah. a little bit of a funk, we could talk about it. And then you might be in it for maybe two to three days yeah. where we can get you out of it. Now, after doing reality TV on the other side, it's a whole nother beast because of the fact that you're not just, you, you can have your friends, you can have the people around you and you could deal with your normal life. But baby, now you're dealing with a whole nother pedestal of people that will contact you at any time and say what, what wherever the hell they want out of their damn mouth. And yeah. then you're like, and you try to be professional because you're like, I gotta be professional, I can't, you can't, I can't curse back. But you're dealing with a whole nother beast yeah. because when you do these reality shows, they open you up to things that um, you're not accustomed to and you have yeah. to be prepared for them. You have to. Um, I never thought that out of nowhere, um, you know, you come off a show, you get yeah. done and then you're mentally kind of like adjusting back to the world because the world's not the same for you people want to take pictures with you people want to ask you questions you know people want to um kind of break you a little bit say things that want to kind of put you put your mood down or you have people that want to uplift you it's it's hot and cold um so now you're dealing with a whole nother beast of reading things that might sit there and um you know, um, 
you're reading things that you were not expecting to hear or say, like people are hitting you in, in places where you're like, whoa, because your friends are not sitting there telling you like, you're garbage. Yeah. These pe- random people are now telling you you're garbage and not just one, it might be a million. So you're like sitting here trying to work on your confidence. Cause you're like, okay, I'm trying to get back into the new world. You know, I'm trying to adjust to this new fame, trying to give everybody the same love and respect. And then you like, here's, you know, Jack Donkey XOXO1155 saying, tweeting you or message you on Instagram saying whatever they want to say. And then they might have a whole group of people doing the same thing. And then you get into this state of mind where you're like, you question your confidence because you had a lot of mental, you had, a, you had stuff that you were, you were able to deal with regular stuff where you might get a little bit of funk, but it's yeah. a whole different beast when you have to deal with it every day where like I might in the past might've had a bad day or something mentally yeah. could have got me upset. But when you deal with it on the regular, it's a whole nother beast. Um, but that's why, you know, when you get done doing, I would say, especially reality TV, take the time to yeah. talk to a therapist. Take the time to get your issues together. Also, take the time to make sure the people that are around you yes. got you and are able to fight Let back you if you need them to. Yeah. Um, that is so true. That is so true. Um, the next question I would like to get into is um, I know, like, Sunday, you, you know, what's your father? Happy Father's Day and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dad passed in, I think, 2011, I believe. Yes, it was 2011, November. Um, he passed away um, from stomach cancer. Um, so, you know, Sunday was a little bit of a, you know, when we had the Father Days and the birthdays yeah. and, you know, the day that he passed away. Um, you know, it's very tough for me at times because, um, you know, the way that my dad went out, you know, I wasn't, um, I wasn't there to see him. Um, and it was kind of just very upsetting, um, to not be there, um, or be a part of, you know, that moment. And it did years ago. Yeah. um messed me up mentally I was um, going to ask you about that um yeah mental. I was going to ask you go ahead though I was going to ask you about that yeah it definitely messed me up mentally um but it took me a while to work on that um it took me time to forgive um because you know there was people that were close to me that were involved of how things went down um of course, I never forget, um, yeah. but I've learned to forgive um, because I learned that if you don't forgive and you hold on to this grudge and this, yes. you know, uh, resentment, that it's just going to eat you up. Um, and then it's just going to turn into a virus where you're constantly negative and you're constantly um, you know, mad and upset. I think there's a difference between maybe having some beef and you're like, hey, I just... I just want to have a friendly, you know, competition with you. Um, But I think there's a difference between, um, and also I think there's a difference between saying, oh, I don't like somebody. I just don't mess with them. And that's just what it is. There's a difference. Um, But having this type of hatred for 
people that you care about, like, you know, family members and friends that you call friends, um, I learned that it could really eat you up. So I had to, um, as the older I got, you know, I was only 19 when my dad passed away. Um, so, you know, the older I got, I realized I can't sit here and I can't, I can't get my dad to come back alive. Yeah. There's no way. There's no witchcraft. There's nothing I could do. There's no Bible verse. There's nothing I could bring him back alive. So I needed to realize that instead of me dwelling on what happened and beating myself up mentally, because now I'm messing with my mental because I'm so angry and I'm so upset. Um, I said to myself, I have to learn how to forgive them. Um, And those things meant doing things for myself and finding happiness and working out and finding happiness and doing more activities with my friends. And, you know, I realized over the course of time is that, Hey, my trust might not be the same, but I'm not going to hate you. It is what it is at this point. All I could do is try to make fond memories and do stuff for myself in order to um, in order to build that relationship back up again. Yeah. Um, but you know what what gets me is just it, it's the him not here is what um, you know is tough for me at times. Um, and I take those times to myself to um, not be by myself, but my you know I have a, a good group of friends where they know when, you know, the holidays come or, you know, um, anniversary of his death or his birthday or Father's Day, you know, they're, they're close by where they'll be like, hey, how about we hang out and, you know, go do something. Yeah. So I'm not sitting there uh, dealing with it, but it was definitely something mentally, I would say, especially at a young age, I would say it took me from 19 to maybe 21, 22 um to finally forgive my family for um what happened um you know a lot of my brothers and sisters on my dad's side which a lot of people don't know um you know kept me from seeing my father before he passed away wow um and that could fuck with you mentally uh excuse my language um and um, it wasn't all of them, but there were certain individuals that were a part of it. And I know a lot of them want to say, you know, daddy told us not to tell you, but I, you know, I always said when you're underneath a lot of medication, yeah. it don't matter because if somebody told your children, which they all have children, yeah, you know, if I told you, if I told your children your dad don't want to, you know, don't want you to see him and he's about to die in about an hour or two. Yeah. I mean, I would have to live with that for the rest of my life. And what I learned is that I believe that it's something called karma. And I believe that, you know, things will come back and that's not on me. That's on that person, but that's why I left it. And I always say, I believe in God, leave it in God's hands. Um, And I forgave them and um, I moved on. And I learned that I have to put all my energy into Derek. I can't put my energy and -and 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 -and
I can't anymore. You know, my dad's not come back alive. All I could do is make good out of his name, make good for myself and move on. Um, yeah. But, you know, things like that, when you lose a parent, it is very tough. Um, that's why I always tell people, like, hold your parents, hold on, you know, hug your parents. Yes. Um, you never know when they can go. Um, even though I sit there and say, you know, I love my mom to death. She does so much for me and uh, she's special. <laughs> she drives me up the wall at times, but I do love her to death. Um, and I know I sometimes think, I don't know how I live in this world without her. Um, and that's why I tell parents, take the time. If your parent want to talk to you, just listen to them. Like, yeah. let them just run off your ear. They run off your ear. If they want to, you know, see you, try to see them as much as possible. And I get that we're getting older. So take those moments of phone conversation, FaceTimes, holidays to really, um, yeah. make those memories and have those conversations because you never know who can go at any second. Yeah. That's true. Like I lost my mom to um, I'm liver so, cancer. I'm so sorry. Um, 20, 20, I said 2019. What is it? I mean, yeah, 2019. And then lost my sister six months later. Um, so I understand the whole, you know, the whole cancer thing, you know, I, I hate it, you know, like I never thought I'd be in a position where I had to go to a cancer center treatment and pray to God and heal my mom and stuff like that. I don't, yeah. I hate hospitals. I hate to see people up there sick. So to see her yeah. and then when they said she was going on hospice, I just knew what that was and everything. Yeah. So like, I'm so sorry, you know, for your loss. And everything. No, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. And you understand my mom, we grew up, like I remember my mom around 13th and Glenwood. We used to walk past your dad, Jim on Bird Street all the time. and it's still there and i wish i wish i had all the millions of i wish i had the first place prize (laughs) i could have brought the kid back because you know it belongs it's it's now you know hysterical um hysterical uh landmark and you know it is um it it owed a lot of taxes let's put it like that Um, (laughs) so i wish i had the money to get it back and redo it but um, but yeah, thank you. And, and, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And yeah. I always tell people that you just have to, I always say, um, and this might surprise people. I think the younger you are, they, they, when you lose a parent at a young age, it is very yeah. difficult. Yeah. I think that you go through a couple years where you're able to deal with it. And I don't think that it's going to hit you again until probably when you're a little bit older and you already have grandkids and kids and things like that. That's why I believe the wave work. So for the first time in a while, um, you know, and I shared this with, you know, my best friend, Adam, um, on Sunday, um, it was actually the first time that I kind of got a little bit you know, sad about it, you know, usually I'm sad about it, but I can, you know, push, not push it to the back, but I'm kind of like, I, I made sure to acknowledge that sadness because yeah. you have to acknowledge it. Cause if you don't acknowledge any of your emotions and they go to the back, it's going, it's going to mess you up mentally later. So, um, you know, I acknowledge like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm going to cry. I'm a little bit sad. And he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I just think, you know, I don't know. I don't know where. Maybe like a, I don't know. It could have been the music song that was playing. You know, anything. Yeah, anything. Uh, anything. Um, but I made sure to acknowledge that because when you don't acknowledge your feelings, 
that is what will get you in a downward spiral where you can't get yourself out. And then you just add that. And then something else might happen that you just, I'm going to deal with that later. Oh, I'll get that tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to get that another day. And then out of nowhere, when you have a mental breakdown, because you're dealing with so much, it's everything happening at once that you're not expecting to happen at once. So it's definitely um, something I tell people, please make sure you take the time to acknowledge how you're feeling. And um, I know some people are not, you know, afraid to go to therapy or feel like if I go to therapy, it's a problem, which is not, it's, you know, it's very good for you. Especially in the black community, we got to stop that. Of course, of course, especially in the black community. Um, And I mean, we're already getting hit again. We're also gay men. So it's like, we definitely need a lot because we're already, we already got a lot of toxic in our community. Um, So I think it's important to get that help that is needed. But also, even if you can't get that help, I always say you should have at least one person in your life that's not going to sugarcoat you, or you can have numerous, doesn't matter, but you should at least have more than one, or you should at least have one. If you have more than one, even better, but you usually should have someone in your life that you can sit there and say, I need to talk to you, or I need to tell you what's on my mind, and it's a safe place for you. You should feel safe with you know, the person you're talking to, same thing with a therapist, you should feel safe and comfortable and also get somebody that you feel as though it's going to be, um, that you could relate to, you you know, some people you talk to, you realize, oh, you're not really understanding me. And that's okay. Um, I have friends that I know that I talk to about everything, but they're going to give me the real. Yes. Right. And then I have my friends where I'm like, your responses are not going to work for me. It, it actually triggers me or it makes me feel some type of way. So yeah, I don't yeah. really talk to you about things because of X, Y, and Z. And oh, that's okay. The same. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Yeah, you're allowed yeah. to have, I have friends like that and that's okay. That doesn't mean I dislike you or I don't love you. It's just yeah. for my mental or how I process things, your answer or how, how you want to give me advice does not work well than this because i might need it to be a little bit i might need it to be hard i might need you to be like get your shit together what are you doing you're going to be like in a ditch if you don't figure it out or i might need you to be like hey you know what it seems like everything you're saying it doesn't you know i see like you're going through some stuff you should really figure it out because i don't want you to end up in a ditch because you're not because you're not making the right decisions so that's what i'm saying everyone's different you have to understand what is best for you mentally and protect your circle protect yourself that's why when we get done doing these reality shows at first when you when i got done doing big brother i was kind of like open to everybody just allowing everybody to say everything out their mouth baby recently oh no block block (laughs) block oh you you liked it oh you didn't even have to say you liked it block (laughs) Block. <laughs> block, block, block. Anybody can get blocked. This block has nobody's name on it. Anyone can get blocked. Who want to get blocked yeah. today? That's why I learned recently because I go, why do I have to sit here and read 
and allow you to contact me if you ain't team Derek, you ain't my friend. So there's there's definitely a difference, okay? You ain't my friend because if you're my friend, you could disagree with me. Yeah. You're allowed to have your opinions because guess what? You're my friend. You're you're you you care about me. Yes. Sally Sue and Joe Schmo <laughs> and uh Ryan James and Tim Buck too don't matter because I don't know you. So I don't like you don't like me, baby. I don't like you. Hello. Hello. You don't know me. So you have to know how to protect your circle. And that's yeah. what I've realized recently. Cause I, I let the last probably from when we got the Big Brother's house into September to January. No, February. I let it go on a little bit longer. No, March, July. From September, I would say from September to March, you know, I just always just let my Twitter just Twitter and Instagram, you know, leave it alone. Or I try to say things back to try to understand people. But then I realized uh, they don't care. They're not, they don't, they're not your friends. So why are you sitting here trying to cater to their needs? And I realized I just need to block people. If you don't, you know, if you ain't team Derek, (laughs) block. You want to you want to disagree with me? I think there's a difference between I'm not and I'm not saying I'm closed-minded. You could disagree and say, "Well, I think that what you did or how you were or this that's not a problem." And I would sit there and say, "Okay." Or guess what? That's fine. But also I realized your opinion, you don't know me. So yeah. it does not matter what your opinion is because if you don't know somebody, you don't know what they're going through mentally. And that's yes. the problem. You don't know what their, their, their situation is. Like you might yes. think you got it all together and lo and behold, they don't. And you don't know if you're one little trigger of you saying, go kill yourself the next day, somebody go off their head. Yes. You never know what somebody's struggling with you, mentally. You never know. You and never word, know. You just don't know how a person is. Any word can like push them to the edge. Correct. You never know if that whole like, oh, I'm only into, I'm not into uh fat or femme. You don't know Ooh. if somebody say that. And That's then lo and behold, you the you the third person that said that this week to that person. And next thing you know, this they over there and they off themselves. We're gonna, get we're gonna talk about that subject towards the end. We definitely gonna talk about that because I got something to say about that. Um yeah. But the next next topic, I just want to, I got like yes. more questions for you, but I just want to say anybody yes. out there struggling with any suicidal thoughts, I always put this in my lives, you know, anybody struggling with suicidal thoughts, you know, the Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255, it's 1-800-273-8255, you know, I also do volunteer work for NAMI Bucks County, PA, I run a grief group, a men's group, um, all different support groups, and they're free if anybody needs any support you know visit namibuckspa.org and um we're gonna get into the next question that we just talked about so yeah um, people don't know right they see the gay community and they think like all together but people don't know they're very judgmental with inside the community you know like they don't want people outside the community judging us but we judge each other you know like you yes. you're too fat you know you're too thin you know yes just so much get like let's get into the how does that affect somebody mental health because you know i've been told i'm too big or too fat you know to do this and that or date this person and stuff like that so i know how that feels i'm glad that you brought that up because i wanted to bring that up you know what america in general and i know people are not gonna like what i'm gonna say 
America and in general as our society and dating community and how we look at each other is toxic. And that's what a capital T. It is very toxic and it's very disappointing. Um, it's very sad to see how, um, I, and I don't mean to get sidebar, but you know what, I'm gonna, I was watching this video today on TikTok, it popped up. Yeah. And this woman was a plus size woman. Yeah. Um, and her man was, you know, a muscle goddess, as you know, as they say. He was, you know, super into fitness. He was a beautiful, you know, chisel man. And she was also beautiful herself. Yeah. But because she was a plus size woman, you know, she did a video where she was explaining today, she did a trend that all the couples do. And her video popped off because of the fact that um, people were like messaging like, oh, he must have, he used to, he had to been fat before he got with her. And I was shocked. It's just, it's just crazy because, and I was sitting there watching that video going, I can see how people think that way. The problem is that we, because of how society was, you know, growing up, especially for our parents. And then, you know, before that, you know, being a big, a, a big person or being as, you know, as they used to say back in the day, not the normal, you know, the normal is someone small, skinny, you know, put together workout, things like that. Um, because you don't look like that because of the society, um, that it used to be, yeah. it caused so much negativity. And that's what people think that you're supposed to be like, but that's not what America is. It's not what it is. Actually, that's not even how the world is actually. Okay. I know in some countries, Hey, everyone does have a certain body frame and that's in their country, but baby America is different, you know? Um, and it was so sad to see that video because this woman was married to this man for like six years. And, you know, I can sit there and see, you know, she's saying how women, you know, are messaging her husband saying, you, you don't need, you need to be with a woman like me. I'm your, I'm your, you know, type. Damn. And I was, I was stunned to see that, but especially in our gay community, um, you know, I always say, and I know, and I know it can be, it's very toxic as for um, women in the dating community too. I know there, you know, men can say whatever, you know, they want to say like, oh, you know, you're, 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 your ass is too flat or yeah. your ass is too big. You know, there's so, there's so much that can be said. Um, but yes, especially in our community, it's so, it's so toxic because, you know, number one, you know, gay men, especially black gay men, because of our, how we were raised are like, it's like not a thing, you know? That's why we have so many black men that are on the DL, you know? And because they were on the DL a lot, it made it also very 
abundantly difficult for us to have like our own word in our gay community because predominantly the gay community back in the day was a lot of white men. Yes. So they now accept, white they accepted it more than us. Right. They accepted it. They accepted it more. They were more accepted in the gay community than we were because of how our community was, where it was like, you cannot be a black man and be gay. Yes, double double stigma. Right, that, that, that's a no. So we're coming late into the game and we're trying our best to have a say, but then now you got this whole judgmental community where they want you to look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way, where the gay community is built with all different type of people, all different type of backgrounds, all different type of genders, all different type of pronouns, you know? So it's like, it's very difficult, especially in this community. And then you, you know, you have people that call, you know, don't want people that are fat. You know, you have people that will sit there and talk about your body frame. You know, I'm the type of person where, hey, I don't mind being shirtless because I believe that my body is beautiful. But then I have people that will come and say, put those big ass titties away. I'm like, okay, sure. They won't say it to your face. face. Correct. (laughs) I know know that. I know that. But, you know, that's the the sad part because you shouldn't have to feel that way. You know, you, everybody is beautiful in their own way. And do I definitely believe that there's somebody out there for everybody. Yeah. It might not happen overnight, but it it does take time. I know people that are like, I didn't find my soulmate until I was 40 years old. You know, it really, it takes time. Um, But it's really sad to see how, toxic even our gay community is you know you have men that are like i'm not into black men yeah you know that say shit like that and it's just we have to be more loving and understanding where it's okay for you to have your own type i'm not judging you because you have your own type you, it, there's a way to go about it, you know. Yeah, so I, like, don't be disrespectful about don't it. Don't be disrespectful. Hey, yeah. I'm very like, oh my god. First of all, I always say you're beautiful. Yeah. You know, I'm. You know, actually, and, and of course, I don't. You know, I'm. I'm very nice, so I'll sit there and say, you know, my fr- my friend with me. That's my boyfriend. Yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. You know. Um, or I just always say thank you and I appreciate it, or I'm just not looking or, you know, Hey, I'm just, I'm not really interested. I have other things going on, but you're very beautiful. Like there's ways to go about it to tell someone that you're not interested instead of just saying, I'm not into fat femmes or Asians or blacks or things like that. You know, it's just, it's too much. It's, it's it's too much. There's no reason for it because now we're chopping down on our own community and we talk about this whole like we love everyone and we're all one and then it's like you got people in the community that are just so like ugh it's yeah, we very gotta, we, we gotta stop the judgment like not, yes that's that's, that's the, the problem community. we gotta stop because like i trust Cause, me cause, I could you imagine me going around like for me i'm gonna be honest i i don't usually date guys that are skinny yeah could you imagine me saying every time I talk to a skin, oh my God, you are too thin. You about to fall yeah. through a crack. It would feel some type of way. 
Oh my God. Yeah, I but they be the ones that judge. They be the ones that judge too. Right. I am not into thin men. Yeah. I do not want to weed thin. Could you imagine? Not a weed thin. Yes. That's what not I'm the thing. Not the thing. It's, 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 a lot of people don't know. They think like the gay community is a soul. It's segregated or whatever like that, you know. People like, think people think it's all easy. Thing. It's not easy. People think it's easy. It's so funny because even when I was in the Big Brother house, we would have conversations that everyone would be like, I just don't understand how you're single and da da da. And I said, I just hold myself to a different standard yeah. where I know what I like and what turns me on or what I want to be with. And if that comes along, great. You know, for me, I'm like, you know, I'm a big dude. So it's like, I already know what I like, but I go about it in a way of, if someone's like, oh my God, Big D, what are you into? Hey, I like I like guys that eat. I like guys that, you know, got some muscle, but yeah. a little thickness to them. That's what I like. If someone comes along that doesn't look like that, that doesn't mean I'm going to sit there and tell them, well, babe, you need to eat and you need to like go work out. I need yeah. you to like, no, I just sit there and just say, oh my God, thank you so much for the gesture. You're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's dope though because like people will say some harsh stuff and never know if somebody's struggling with um, body issues. Because what I say before, know. you tell somebody you tell somebody something and guess what happens? You never know what somebody's going through mentally. That's why yeah. you cannot do that. You cannot. That doesn't. First know. of all, no one died and made you God, and no one gave you the right to tell you what is Hello. right, what is wrong. So it's Hello. like you can't sit there and say, um. You can't sit there and say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not really into like big people or like fat people or something like that. There's a way to go about it. You can sit there and say, even if you want to sit there and say, hey, I'm just looking for friends right now. Yeah. You know, I'm not really looking to date. That's perfectly fine too. There's a way to go about it because you could just kill people. People are, we're already dealing with society, especially in our communities. We're already dealing with people on the outside trying to shut up the gay people and trying to put us down. The last thing we need to be doing is putting ourselves down. And then on yeah. top of that, us as black people need to stop putting each other down because we already got the whole entire world against us and one community where we get shot every five minutes. So it's like, you got to really understand what people are going on mentally and understand yeah. sometimes if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at yeah. all. Hello. Also, it's okay to say something. A gesture can go a long way. I have, yeah. I have learned that. Just saying, even if, let me tell you something, even before I even let somebody have it, hey, beautiful, let me tell you something. Shut the <laughs> F up. You from Philly. Let me tell you something. <laughs> shut, shut the F up. But listen, if you would just close that beautiful mouth of yours, everything would be okay, okay? Yeah. There, like, there's just a way to go about things that I think people I just miss. Like, you just don't know what somebody yeah. is going through. You really don't. Yeah. And especially these reality stars, I always, you know, um, and it's funny because I think my friends are like, I don't know how you do it. Um, they always say that because there's so much um, that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, but being a reality star, people don't really know what goes through our head and what we're dealing with on the yeah. regular. There's so much. Um... <sighs> I'm glad that, to do this, though. We're, you know, different reality stars. You know, I got I did the one with Isa, you, I think yeah. Collins, tomorrow, Tiff, Tiffany. Yeah. Thursdays, um, our friend Nia. I know you know Nia. 
Naya, I'm sorry, Naya yes. from the real world. Yes, I love her. Love um, her. I just love that, you know, I get to talk to you guys about, you know, no, like nobody talks, nobody, I don't know if people ask you what's going on after the cameras are stop rolling or after you offer reality TV. It gotta be a lot. Not in depth like this. And, and, and yeah. that's what, those are the things that us, I will tell you this, we appreciate having these conversations because that's when you're going to get the real, like not saying you're not getting the real us when we do interviews, but like stuff like this is what we like because we understand we could talk about gameplay. We could talk about the yes. show all we want, but we also are, want people to know us for us yeah. because obviously there's a reason why we got on these shows or do these shows. Yeah. Um, and also there could be another Derek out there yes. like myself who could be dealing with things or don't know how to tackle things. Um, and to go back to what I was saying, you just don't know what's going through our heads because there's so many things we're juggling. You know, I, I'm dealing with it mentally of trying to find a job. It is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I've never had this problem. I have so many years of experience and that's what's on my mind 24 hours, seven days a week. Yeah. Constantly. I'm constantly thinking, oh my God, tomorrow, I know tomorrow something's going to come about and nothing happens and that can mess with you mentally. Yeah. But I make sure to check in with myself and tell myself, okay, let me write down my thoughts. Let me see who I can. Okay, this is not working. Me sitting on LinkedIn is not working. What do I need to do next? Okay, I need to start networking. I need to start using my social media. I need to start asking people. Like, there's so many ways to go about things that I have learned. Yeah. Um, so you just got to have, people just have to have a respect for celebrities because in reality stars because you just don't know what they're going through like you might be one person asking them one question but you're not you might be yeah. one person picking on them but you're not there's about a million more that are picking on that person they might yeah. not hit them all at once but they might get it every day or maybe every other week or a reminder so it's just like you know you got to People just need to understand just to be a little bit more kind, it will go a long way because being told to kill yourself and that, you know, you're fat and things like that. I've heard those so many times to the point, I mean, I don't know how deep I can go, but I mean, I've also been called the N word plenty of times too. Um, and it's crazy to me that we live in this world because of, you didn't like what somebody did on TV, baby. It's TV. It's reality yeah. TV. It's celebrities. Um, I mean, you would be bored if none of these things were happening anyway. So that's, it's like that's how it was for me though, Derek. Um, like watching um, like me and Paulie California has a great relationship, friendship. Yeah. And um, I couldn't stand him. I think this season of Big Brother, when him and Dave I got in that argument, I took that personal. She of a black woman. I was like, I couldn't stand. But when he got on the challenge, I was like, okay, it's a different side of him. And, you know, he talks a lot of shit. And I, know, but it's, it's, I'm like, I think it's cool. And I started talking to him. I got to know him. I'm like, damn, he's cool as hell and stuff like that. And they realized, I'm like, damn, I got, I'm watching the TV show. I'm judging people. And I don't really know the full story. You know, we don't see what y'all go through. We don't see everything. You know, they might got the live feeds, but they don't know exactly everything. They don't know. They don't know the ins and outs. And let me tell you something. You know what's so crazy about that scenario? Um, I didn't even like Paulie. You know, I still (laughs) haven't got a chance to talk to Paulie or 
you know, you know, had those conversations. But I mean, I, I didn't like how he was, but I didn't hate him. I think there's yeah. a difference. Like people say the yeah. word hate or despise hate or kill yourself word. or come at you personally, how you look and things like that. That's what the, you know, issue yeah. is about. Um, you know, it, it it's a whole different scenario, a whole yes. different scenario. So I get what you're saying. You could dislike people because you're like, I don't really like how you played your game. I don't really mm-hmm. like how you, how you were. But I think the thing about it is people don't know the ins and outs. I I can't sit here and tell you the ins and outs of like what goes into a lot of these things. A lot of, you know, a lot of these things. I want a whole competition, a whole season mentally thinking, oh my God, America, America's going to love me. I'm so funny. I'm great. Everything. But because I didn't like what one player or because I messed with one player that everyone loved that put my whole reputation to tarnish. So, you know, that can mess with you mentally. Like when I got out the big brother house and, and I wasn't even the running for America's favorite player, I was like, yeah, did they, what did they watch? Cause I know I, I know I turned this on. I know I ate this season with entertainment and everything. I know I did a lot of work. You know, even the house guests thought I was going to get America's favorite player. So I'm just like shocked. But then when you get out and then you see what everybody's upset about, you're like, oh my God, hold on. I'm so sorry. Like, first of all, being a gay man, we say what we say. Hey, bitch. (laughs) I ain't really really got time for that bitch today. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Talk to my friends like that. So we all talk. Um, of course, you know, I never, even when you're angry and you think you're by yourself on these shows, you yeah. can be in the corner being like, take, take it, what you should do. Take time to yourself. Yeah. Go in the corner so you don't flip out on this person and stuff like that and say things you don't want to say to yeah. someone and might hurt their feelings. So, you know, you forget when you're living in the house or you're on these shows, you forget these yeah. cameras. So you'd be like, man, fuck that bitch. I swear to God, I ain't got time for that bitch. I will, yeah. I will find a bitch. To do. You're not even thinking. So what's sad is that if I put a camera in everybody else's house, they would, I bet you I would catch yeah. them venting or having yeah. a moment, but I would sit there and not judge them for that moment but because we're reality stars we get judged for every little thing and then you have people where i might be trying to look for someone who's saying big d i understand you and i get you but it's covered by so much hate on top of it and it's it's sad because i would love to talk to those people that are like oh my god i understand or i get it i'm a gay man or you know i'm a gay woman or you know i'm I'm just a man or woman myself that get how you are. I have friends like you. It, yeah. it just, it, it's, it's crazy. It's sad. I, it is. I know I got it. Um, do you got a little more time? I got this. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. I do. I do want to ask this question. Cause I, yes. um, all right. I got like this question and the last question. Um, this question okay. now, like, when you got out that big brother house, right. Yes. And seen online that people were saying the cookout is racist. 
Mm. Um, how did you feel? Like me, I'm saying I felt as a black man, you know, a black gay man, seeing another black gay man, we from the same city and everything. Yes. I was excited to see all the black people work together because there's been seasons after seasons where black people don't make it. They, you know, all the white people gang up and stuff like that. So uh-huh. like me and my cousin, I love my cousin, we was like talking, I was like, how the hell is it racist? Like, y'all be doing that That's for That's right. It is. <laughs> you said it is what? It is. Racist? Yeah. The cookout? <laughs> I'm just saying what they want us to say. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course. It's I, not. I know you. I know y'all saw that. Y'all got off. Y'all got. Y'all got. Um. Y'all got. Um. Like the house. I know y'all saw that, and I just wonder. Like, no, of course. Going. And we and we did a whole. In case people didn't see it, and I think some people didn't see it, we did a whole ET interview. Literally, literally the next day, like it was a part of like. Everybody else was able to go do stuff. The cookout had more press than yeah, anybody else. That was everywhere, bro. We everywhere. had so much press. They were telling us, we have never had this much press for a house guest and Big Brother. Y'all have so much press. Like, it was to the point, I didn't, when I got out the Big Brother house, I didn't sleep that whole night. Oh, wow. I got my phone back. I found out, um, and this is why I say mentally, and that's why I learned so yeah. much. I lost my niece to suicide. She oh, shot wow. herself in uh july um and um thank you and you know i had to deal with that i had to deal with finding out my mom uh fell and knocked the teeth out of front of her mouth i had to get surgery you know um there was a lot and then on top of that i'm talking to my roommates you know and you could read on their face they're happy but they're also like bitch there's a lot you don't know so then I go on my phone, I'm reading all this stuff. So now I'm dealing with everything. And then we, I just stayed up all night and then did press all day. But when we did the ET interview, that was the first time I ever heard someone say, cause Kevin Frazier said it to us and he was like, so a lot of people are saying that the cookout is reverse racism. And let me explain this. When I heard that, you know, the Derek and me would have been like, <laughs> the Philly, the Philly dairy. Right. Yes, I'm such a North Philly. Yes, you know, hitter. Yes, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I ain't even got time. Okay, when I went into the house in my interviews, I explained that there has not been a black winner in Big Brother. No, not at I, all. Hold on, I explained that in my interviews. But when I walked into the house and saw other people that look like me, number one, because of how the history of this game went down, yes. number one, I go, hmm, now, do I want to work with all the black people or should I try to stay away from them? Because, you know, they always get the black people out first. Yes. <laughs> so that's what's going through my head. Yeah. So I looked at everybody. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me do what I said I was going to do. Because... When I said, when I was coming on my, when I was doing my interviews for Big Brother, they were like, you know, tell me a group of people or people that you would work with and things like that. And I was like, oh, you know, if the gays are there, honey, we work together, but I know a lot of the gays can be cat, you know, catty. So if I got to get rid of them, I'm going to get rid of them because I ain't got time for that. And then I said, of course, I want to work with my people, but I know how my people can get at times. And if they're going to be high emotions and all this other shit, we ain't got time for that. So, but the goal is for somebody like me to win. That's what I said in my interviews. I, I said that in the beginning and that was it. But 
making the cookout, we also had that one thing in common. Yes, we're all Black, so we have that in common. So when other alliances make their alliances in these competition shows, what do normally them they base themselves off of? Because let me explain one thing. If I look at some of the alliances in the past, they didn't sit there and go, you know, Devon, she seems like she's very strategist. We could yeah. definitely use her. They didn't even, they didn't even give it a, even a thought. They probably thought loud black lady. Swaggy, oh out. my God, Swaggy, he's really athletic. He could win a lot of stuff. We should, they didn't think about that at all. So what makes me different from me making an alliance with people that I felt like I had something in common, just like you guys made an alliance that y'all had something in common, and now it's called racism. That is, that's what bothered me. Because all we did was, all I said was, oh, you know what? I really, there's other people that look like me. I want to work with them. But maybe I was also in other alliances too. Yeah. So whatever alliance was going to get me to the end, that's what I was about. But of course, the mission was I wanted to get all six members of the cookout to the end. I was proud. I and was I proud. also I love the fact that we were able to not have to talk to each other. Because when I was in that damn uh, slaughterhouse, I was like, baby, I can't wait until they all slaughter each other. I'm going to help them <laughs> slaughter each other. I don't, I don't care about this alliance. But guess what? I was in it. Yeah. So I think it's just crazy that people say that. You know, I think it's just... People are not used to, especially because Big Brother is a predominantly white show. It's a predominantly yes. white network. You're not used to seeing black people who come together, work together, and then run, you know, run something on a competition show. And on top of that, um, it's not known, but it was needed because in our community, people think that black people are all going to fight and argue and then trade on each other. Baby, we fought and argue and, and, and all in that damn house. Yes. And we still, and we still made sure yes. all six of us got to the end. Because don't you think I wanted to send Miss Tiffany Mitchell home? <laughs> I said, we could go with five. Remember the mission. You remember the mission. You remember. But the I mission. said that's the mission, <laughs> and I said I can't get, I can't get rid of Tiffany, and you know, <laughs> it, 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 that's what shows you how badly our. Um, you know, our drive was, but that yeah. also, you know, we even had those conversations of people want to see us black people go against each other and see yeah, us yeah. take each other out. They would have loved for me to sit there and find a way to send Tiffany home just to prove their point of, see, they can't all stick together. They always fail yeah. when it becomes to a mission. That's the, that, I wasn't going to let that happen because think about all the stuff we're doing with Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Yes. They think that us Black people can't stay together. And that's what exactly was going through my head and whatnot. I'm like, look, me and Tiffany might disagree or me and Kai might have an argument or Aza might not like Kai or whatever. But at the end of the day, there's a mission and we got, we promise all six of us no, going to get mission here. Mission impossible. <laughs> when, right. When all six of us get here, then the gloves yeah. are off. Yeah. But until all six That's of exactly us, what y'all did though. Six, it was, gloves definitely off. <laughs> I know. And you know it's so funny. If people laugh, but it, you know, when the one thing I love is that we went through a experience and a trauma. Uh, because you you know, when you're cut off from the world for three and a half months, mm -hmm. that messes with you mentally. Yeah. Um, but we went through an experience and trauma for such a long time 
together that it brought us so close that I'm very thankful that we have this type of bond and relationship that yeah. other castmates might not have on their season because yeah. it was like they were playing a game and they really weren't as loyal as we were. But as black people, only thing we have is our word and how we are. Yeah. And I remember being like, I know when I get out this house, like I said, I'm gonna love Tiffany. Yeah. And lo and behold, I can't get enough of her. I'm obsessed with her. Oh. I literally talk to her every single day. She is That's my good. mentor. She keeps me together. But yeah. also because I knew me and Tiffany were just the same person. I said, if I was a woman, I would be her. Okay. Yes. And I just knew that. But it was just because we're both <laughs> alpha, strong, you know, like bad. Yeah, people we are and we want to run things and that's what causes us to clack heads but other than that I knew that we were going to get along and same thing with Kai and Ozzy they're like best of friends you know things that people didn't really think will happen happen you know and one last question before we end this yes um, this what's next for Derek what is going on you know I see that your your, your cookout members got casted for CBS The Challenge, you know? Yes, which I'm very, I'm very happy yeah. for them. Um, you know, at the time, um, you know, I was asked to be on it, but, you know, okay. it was, it it was supposed to be earlier, like, it was supposed to be filmed, like, Chris, like, this de December time, yeah. and I was like, I can't do that. I just got done Big Brother, you know, I was like, I don't have my passport, yeah. like, I need a second. I need a second to breathe, like, I just got done yeah doing TV. Um, and I also needed time to train too. Um, but you know, once they moved it back, it was already too late. Cause I said, no, yeah. no, once you say no, they're not going to come back and be like, Hey, I just want to let you know, we did move it. And would you want to come and do it now? It's like, once you say no, it's like, they moving on to other people. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I'm very excited for them. I'm very happy for them. I can't wait to watch it. I will be a troll and I will be critiquing because uh, yes. that's what I do. And they are my friends and I will say whatever I want to say. Hello. Um, I hope that I get the opportunity to do, the, 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 as long as I can get back on TV and compete, that's all I want to do. So either that being, if they do a, I don't know if they're going to do it, but like CBS. U.S. season two, call me up. Call me and Hannah up. We'll come do it. Or if they want me to do the challenge, 39. Uh, uh, I, don't know. I don't know how to edit, but I heard that you... I'll talk to you after this to cut off. If they ask me to do the challenge, 39, baby, all day. Yes. Because I think what I need, or they do Big Brother, because I feel like they're going to do it. I'm saying it now. It just makes sense. Like Big Brother 30, All Stars. Woo, bring you back on there. Call <laughs> me back. I think I'll be, will I be 35 by then? What, what we on? 23? I'll be 36, 37 maybe by then. So hopefully, you know, hopefully I still got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> call me back for that. Call me definitely for yeah. that. Definitely call me for All Stars. And I'm gonna say you can't do an All Stars without Big Z because y'all gonna be bored, okay? Um, but I definitely want to do. I hope I get an opportunity just to compete again because yeah. I feel like 
um, mentally, which was so upsetting. But, you know, there was these two guys that just did a video on reality TV the other day that I love. And they talked about our individual game. They talked about us as a cookout as a whole. Yeah. They really did hit on what I did in the game I played. Because I think people don't understand the type of game I played because I don't think you ever really see it. They, I think people lost the translation that the uh, the um, um, the cooking, the cleaning, the entertainment, the things like that, the yeah. talking and being a part, like that was all a part of strategy, baby. That yes. wasn't like, that wasn't just me just being like, hey guys, I'm just here to hang out, just have fun. Like that wasn't <laughs> it. Um, but I hope I get an opportunity to go back on um, TV so I can compete. And this time around, I want to do something that's a little bit more physical. Something yeah. where me as a big guy, is going to get you a little bit shook in your boots. Yes. I'm going to come with that Philly. You need to cast them for the next challenge. Yeah, I'm coming with that Philly. And on top of that, I just want to hit these straight dudes because they think that they could just run over these gay men. And it pisses me off every time I watch it on TV. And I feel like there hasn't been someone, once again, because I'm trying to represent for us, there has not been someone like me on the challenge. And I feel like the last person they had was Big Easy, which was great. And I, I yeah. love Big Easy. Um, but I think it's time for me to come in and really show people. And I understand, you know, people are like, what about the running and all that part? Maybe if I struggle on that, maybe I struggle on that. But guess what? Yeah. If we go on elimination and it's a puzzle or something physical. Put your hands on somebody, you're going to do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm going to do what I got to do. And they better be worried. They better hope that it's like climbing a tower. Because if it's anything physical, I'm bodying anybody. And I want that opportunity. Anytime there's a ball that needs to be caught and we need to get it and stuff like that. I just feel like I haven't been able to really show. um, The BB comps don't really show. Like you're like, if you're like this comp beast. Yeah. And I think they use that word so loosely, you know, like, oh, so-and-so is a comp beast because he... He sat there and twirled around in a tutu. I don't really think that's fair. I think we should like really (laughs) people like, how do they do when it's time to do a tug of war, a run, a, you know, things that are a little bit more like where you can sit there and say, so-and-so is like a comp beast. Yeah. Like, I think there's different. So um, I hope to get an opportunity to go back on TV. I feel like, I've had my time off to think about life, figure out life. And the next thing for me is just to find a job. I gotta find a job. I need a, I need a remote job, a nine to five. I need to get paid. I cannot handle this life without a job anymore. So uh, I've been doing that every day. If you're wondering what I'm doing. I might be tweeting and saying stuff, but I'm looking for a job. That's what I'm doing. So listen, I want to thank you for coming on. Thank um, you. Thank you for coming on and just opening up. I, f- I love these mental health talks. It always feels like every time I do it with somebody, I always feel like I'm having a conversation with friends and we're just talking. That's how it should be. But that's that's what that's what we all want. We want like when we talk to people, we want to feel comfortable. We also yeah. we're also very we're real. We're not am I am I different than am I different than you? Me and you are the same, yeah. like we bleed the same. We the same. There's nothing really different between me and you. And just like I might not be, I might be a different skin color than other people, but they also have bones and bleed the same way I do. Only thing yeah. that's different is just my career. That's all that's different, but that doesn't make me better than you or anybody else. And that's why I love doing 
conversations like this and we all do yeah. we talk about this in a group like we all like the whole cook i got a whole damn text group but all we right. talk about like how when we talk to people we feel so like comfortable and we and we talk about you guys like you know if we do an interview with one of you guys and we're like oh my god i had so much fun the next person is going to want to do it but it's yeah. also it comes off naturally it doesn't feel yeah. like you know you get hounded because one thing that messes with you mentally and i feel bad because you know the next group of kids don't know when you get done doing big brother and it's and it's time for you to do these interviews with people because our personalities are so like um open because you gotta be you can't when you go on big brother you gotta be an open type of personality um when you get done it's time for you to do these interviews you have so much like openness where you're not protecting yourself yes circle wise and these questions they come with you when you get done doing big brother they hit you hard they hit you hard and i just i hope the next group of kids just be ready and i want them to do really well i know they're gonna do well uh i told everybody don't compare nobody to big d big d is in his own lane his own stratosphere, as I call it. Okay. No, I don't want to be compared. I don't want to be trending. If someone say evoke, that's fine. We can. Thank you. I appreciate the shout out, but I don't want nobody saying someone so sleeping like big D. Nope. <laughs> I am big and black and I'm staying at home. That's not me. Yes. But, um, thank yes. you again. Dave. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to hold on real quick. I'm going to stop recording. Okay.